the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Blue Throne's new partnership model just received an $85 million credit line and now allows you, app creators, with product market fit to stay in the game and not sell your entire business. And you still get to enjoy the excitement of scaling through Blue Throne's advanced SDK technology, publishing network, and their specialized scale team. Look, growing your app beyond a certain point all by yourself is almost impossible. Trust me, I've scaled a lot faster by teaming up with others. Because your beloved baby, your app, must mature and transform into a company. Blue Throne's new partnership model is better than any VC investment because it gives you cash in hand, your life back, and the right to see your app adopted by millions while making millions. Learn more by going to bluethrone.io. That once again is bluethrone.io. Got an app idea that you think will be the next unicorn, but you don't know what to do next? Well, with more than 15 years of experience creating software, b7dev.com can help you out. Schedule a free one-hour call by going to b7dev and let them know that Steve sent you. That, once again, is b7dev.com. Hey, old friend, how are you? Hello, best friend. <laughs> I'm doing very well. That was a very cool intro. I I wasn't expecting it to be so slick. Did you make that? Yourself? I had my I, I did the template and then I'd have my team put in everybody else. <laughs> it's really really cool. Um, yeah, no, template. <laughs> of course. Um, <laughs> For those who are familiar, very, yeah. growth from Curio. Back in the day, she was App Marketer of the Year, and now she runs her own app growth consultancy. You can find out more about by going to Aperture. <laughs> you actually can't find anything else, anything by going to Aperture because it's just a blank website. We're keeping it a little bit stealthy at the moment. Um, it's me and my business partner. We've both been working with growth and app growth for the last you know, 10, 11 years. Um, so <laughs> we're keeping it stealthy as possible at the moment. Um, no, I mean, not so stealthy that I'm not going to talk about it, but um, <laughs> just keeping the website a little bit quiet, posting a little bit. We've started a, new, a newsletter. My business partner started a newsletter, uh, which is amazing. I'm joining some talks to talk to amazing people like you, <laughs> but very new um and also just wanted to give you a shout out for not going to the toilet for the last four hours that's a long time <laughs> i really thought i needed an adult diaper i was like there's no way i have a small bladder i pee all the time there's no way that would make this but super excited to talk to you you know at the event that anya talked about you know we were talking to mindful mamas and then you know we were having this conversation and i was like you know we're looking at the app and we're kind of just talking shop and you said something that was very interesting to me like hey you know if i had to focus on the funnel of an app subscription i would 
the trial is super important, but like try to work on the trials to subscriptions. So what have you seen work on your end? And I think, you know, I, I won't spoil anything from the, I don't know what's private, what's public, but you tell me what's been working on that end. Yeah. I mean, first of all, for every, for anyone who's watching, um, obviously focusing on install to trial is very important. Focusing on actually getting the installs is very important, but Whenever we were talking about this, we were saying that the biggest opportunity for that for for some apps is actually the the free trial to paid. So you know it's really important you know when you're deciding where to work and where all of your efforts should be going, your focus have the biggest impact with the with the lowest effort. Um, and so for some companies, you know you might have a really high trial uh, rate. You might be seeing like you know. For some companies I'm working with, we're getting like 25%, 30% trial option. But then, you know, they're really falling what? flat after that. I know, well, from specific channels. Uh, and then they're falling flat after that. And, you know, that means that the biggest opportunity for us, like based on benchmarks and based on industry knowledge, would be, you know, trial to paid. Uh, and, and really and really eking, <laughs> eking out as much quality from that as possible. Um, and you said kind of what are some of the things that I've seen working. Um, was that your question? Because I've seen so many things <laughs> yeah, over the years me, that work well. 20% is amazing. Yeah. Trial rate. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're but, okay. actually working. Yeah, what, one, of, one, of our, one of our companies that we're working with at the moment is actually having like a 15, 16% paid rate after install at the moment, which is, it's pretty crazy. Actually, it's one of the highest I've ever seen. Um, so, yeah, and some of these things that we're gonna, I guess, talk about today are some of the things that can help <laughs> push up these these numbers. Um, but I think that really there's kind of two. I mean, there's two. There's three main areas um, that you can focus on. Well, one of them is off app. Like, how do you actually get people to? How do you actually get people to be more likely to to convert before they've even downloaded the app? Like, how are we priming people? <laughs> and I know that sounds mm. a bit like voodoo kind of like how are we making people want to be able to pay for this before they've even downloaded it like from from the app from just looking at the app store from just looking at your website and things like this and it's about kind of set, zooming out and setting yourself up for success and actually one of the very first things that I used to do um, and that I still do when I'm working kind of full-time with a company is that I will take out your app my app store screenshot onto the street, <laughs> literally, and okay. show people on the street. And I will say like, what do you think this app does? And actually Curio is a great example of this because when I joined Curio, I um, had the opinion that, that uh, you know, people didn't understand what the, apps, the app did from the app store listing. And so I went out and I showed people and people had about a 10% comprehension of what the app does. For anyone who doesn't know, Curio is an app that takes uh thank you thank you steve very very quick 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 fingers um it, we, they take book uh they take course sorry they take articles and curate them and narrate them um so that you can listen to them on the go and so when i joined this company originally uh the copy on this was like sparkling insights and things like this and when i went and showed it to people they i would say what do you think this app does and they would say i think this app makes my phone screen brighter <laughs> And things like this. <laughs> and so when I got all of that, I basically went out, took a type form, filled in everything everyone was saying, um, wow. 
rated what their comprehension level was and then I went back and like literally myself went with the templates and made some tweaks to just the copy went out again went out again went out again you know and repeated this process until we got up to about a 90 percent comprehension um which is kind of, it's hard to get kind of past that um with some kind of products that people haven't seen beyond that but yeah we got to 90 95 percent and that is a whenever people really understand what they're downloading when they've read something and they understand it, then they're more likely, you know, to act because that download will be a higher intent download. They're more likely to pay straight away. Mm, so like that's, that's what I mean when I'm talking about like zooming out and doing stuff off the app. Um, and this is something you can do like from your ads as well, like making sure people really understand what your ads are, making sure people, you know, the flow that people are being sent through from your ad, for example, is the best flow possible. You know, now, since about a month ago, we can do ads to custom product pages, <laughs> custom product pages to specific flows. And that's very, very helpful for boosting up this conversion rate too. The other, you can interrupt me at any time, by the way, because I could just talk all day. But um, the other, you know, in-app things that you can do are obviously like making sure that the, the trial screen itself is as clear as possible. I've recently seen like this huge rise in like uh, trial screens which are these um, timelines you've probably seen them it's like in yeah, yeah. in six days you know you'll get an email saying you can cancel da, 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 like in one day the, da, blinkest da, model and, yeah. the blinkest did they invent that well they, they wrote an art they were the first yeah, who invents anything it's like whoever screams I, I read this book about like oh you know like the u.s um, wasn't the I, first of, in planes, I but yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, not sure. Anyways, who, I'm, I I don't call it that, but maybe it is. I'll pull it up. Um, <laughs> but it's a it's a really really good um, example, and this is something that lots of companies are doing now. Um, Facetune do it really well. You know, Blinkist there. Yeah, that's an example of it. They've only got it on kind of half of the screen. Some other apps are doing it full screen, and this kind of thing like allows people to actually visualize because people don't whenever they see, you know, seven days, a lot of the time people aren't thinking like, okay, in seven days, it's the 15th, and I will have to cancel on the 14th. And, you know, things like this, like they, their, their brains just don't work like that, especially when people are downloading these apps, usually, if it's from an ad, usually like on the toilet, when they're in a rush or something like this. And so we want to, this is like a really nice way to be as clear as possible. Mm. I see one case to put their prices up. Um, so... Yeah. <laughs> We talked and, about um, those. I mean, they were like, yeah. most people cancel on the first day. And so just by moving towards a more timeline, they were able mm -hmm. to reduce customer complaints because you're like, hey, I got charged. I forgot to cancel. And then they actually yeah. did increase their trial sign up rate with 3%. So the language That's why I give it. Yeah. yeah. The language you said was interesting. Like most people cancel on the first day. And I like to reformat that away from cancel and towards turn off auto renew actually because when it's the first day a lot of the time people haven't like actually made a decision about whether to cancel they're protecting themselves from the future where they might be being charged and so on, if it's a day one cancellation it's actually more like a turn off auto renew so that they're not actually billed and so you they might still use the product and they might still you know, come through, come through and subscribe from it and turn back on auto renew and things like this. So if there's someone who's turned off that changed their billing status on the first day, that's still an opportunity. It's the people who are canceling on the last day who are the ones that are more worrisome, actually, for me, okay. um, which leads us really nicely, actually, onto uh, something that has worked really, really well for me. Um, 
which is whenever we think about like what is one of the biggest things that people complain about with free trials it's that they got billed without remembering you know they're like oh if I forgot to cancel, you know, I forgot to cancel, what do I do? You know, and then everyone, and then as a developer, you're probably saying, well, my terms and conditions say that if you pay, then you can't have a refund, you know? And how, how do we leave people with a better taste in their mouth, really? And one of the things that we did at Curio, but also with like several other companies that I've worked with is email people every single day. And I'm just talking about normal automated transactional emails. But after this, I want to talk to you a little bit about an email campaign, a two month long email campaign that I ran at the beginning of lockdown um, as well. So I'll, I'll, I'm just giving you a teaser there. Um, so with the daily emails, um, one of the things that we did was, yeah, like we were at Curio, we were having a lot of people being like, I wasn't reminded, you know, I didn't cancel, I forgot, like, please can I have a refund, you know, and then people start to pull out all of the excuses, you know, oh, my daughter was playing with my phone, <laughs> bought a subscription, like, you know, <laughs> things like this. Um, <laughs> so what we wanted to do then was say, you, you, there's no world in which you weren't reminded. How can we tell, how can we create a world in which people were definitely reminded and they have no opportunity to say that they didn't know that this was coming so what we did was we implemented firstly an email secondly two emails thirdly we kept adding emails in until we stopped started you know and at no point did we see that like, it had a negative impact so you know obviously we sent like a subscription confirmation email first of all this was very clear you know you will be charged in seven days not just the apple one but like our own kind of custom one uh automated transactional email then the next day, then it kind of forked out. Do people, have people consumed content? Like have people opened an article or have they not? And so based on that, eventually we got to the point where there were multiple different flows um, and the language in each of these were different, but the one kind of unifying thing across these was saying like, your trial will end in six days. Your trial will end in five days. Your trial will end in four days. Really? And we made it as clear as that. And actually that worked super, super well for us because with journalism as well, there's this like huge trust element. And so the more that they trusted us, the better this performed. And, you know, it wasn't as if like we were having bad conversion rates before or really amazing ones that we were trying to make worse by getting people to cancel. Like people, like the more we told people about this, the less likely they were to cancel. And actually some of these emails that we were sending out were like, here are specific articles to get you started. Like here are specific stories to get you started. You know, here are specific themes or topics like psychology, philosophy, you know, politics. Like here are some of our most popular topics. Get started here. And actually on the third day, um, if someone hadn't ha had taken out a trial and hadn't uh, consumed any content yet, I had an automated email going out from me, rich, rich packs, no, no design that just said like, hey, I've noticed you know, thanks for giving us a go. I've noticed that you've not used the app yet. Is there anything I can help you with from Hannah? And got a lot of responses from that. Like a lot of people would say like, oh, I totally forgot. Thank you for the personal reminder, you know, and it wasn't personal, but it looked personal. So, you know, cause it was coming from me and people could directly message back to me and I would respond to them. And that was like a really nice thing for people as well to feel like they were actually, you know, engaging with real people in a real company. Yeah. um so that's one element um the other element i want to talk about with emails 
and I know you've got loads of things to say, Steve, but you said I had to do most of the work. <laughs> so, <laughs> so with emails as well, um, I'd love to share with you something that happened at the beginning of March. Well, in March 2020, um, I'm sure you all know that there was this big thing that happened in the world. But um, we looked at that as an opportunity. Well, we got together and we were like, ah, all of our advertising is around commuting. <laughs> what do we do no one's commuting anymore so we were like okay well we have a desktop version like a, a web app and things like this like let's change some of our um advertising to be around the web app and things like this people using it at home cooking like cooking and eating and but one of the things that we also did was say okay this is a journalism publication this is a news uh, app like how can we get people interested in what's going on around the world right now and it was, I mean, it was March, like it was the very beginning, while like some countries were still in denial even. And so we sent out an email to the entire user base saying, hey, we're going to send out a coronavirus daily update. Click here if you want to opt in. And, you know, otherwise we won't send it to you. And we sent out that email like two or three times over the course of like two months. But we had tens of thousands of people opting into this by the way, like a lot of opt-ins. And wow. so every single day, I personally wrote an email um, to people saying, you know, here are, the, here are the articles like that are relevant. Here's a little bit of information about it. And this email was getting like a 50% open rate every single day. And it was getting super high click-through rates. We, it generated so many subscriptions, by the way, um, wow. listed. And it was just, it was super informal. It was really like, hello, today I built a garden bench. <laughs> Because people were like feeling isolated and they were lacking a sense of community and this provided that to them. And actually after a month of sending this out, the the open rates dropped down a little bit, down to 40%. And I was like, oh no, <laughs> this is failing. So I sent out another email to the entire user base and said, we're actually going to start a second email called the antiviral update. There'll be no mention of the C word. And again, we had tens of thousands of people opting into this and wow. who some who had opted into coronavirus daily update some who hadn't and so then i started sending out two emails and the antiviral update was all the good news happening like what this research has happened or you know this wildlife has returned to this country or little like nice things and it was fun for me because i got to spend like an hour a day like scouring the internet for fun things happening wow. but as a part of this we also the reason I'm telling you all of this is because this community um, element of it actually almost doubled our trial-to-page conversion rate Wow! with a long-tail effect afterwards for like a couple of months um, because people had been telling each other about it and the, there were more referrals and things like this. When we stopped sending those emails, we had like written like emails and emails saying like, bring the emails back, bring the emails back. We created a Facebook community based on it. You know, and it was a super active community. But yeah, we we went from like a pretty standard kind of conversion rate to like a best in class conversion rate, like almost like close to doubling, like eighty percent increase, um, just from these emails alone. No product changes or anything, and that was because of the community element. People felt like they were buying into a you know a community and a and a person and a product that you know cared about them enough to share this information. Mm. It was just that you were sending information to the community. It wasn't like the community interacting with each other. And but you were like, hey, I'm here for community support. 
because I'm going to give exactly. you the best. And, and we did, we tied it back to the app as well. It wasn't totally random. Like, but at right. the bottom, we'd have, you know, four articles that were relevant to the things, four stories that were relevant to the things that I'd spoken about or to things that were happening around the world. I would also link externally to like new sources and things like that. So, but I wasn't saying in his emails, like, buy the subscription, subscribe now, you know, or anything like this. But we had, we had thousands of sales from the, these emails. Like, it was considerable. Were you deep linking to any of the things with the app? Good question. Yeah, we were deep linking um, with, with branch links to, to the stories in the app directly. So because these were two people who were already, who had the app installed, you know, that our email list was only people who'd installed the app. Um, we had a lot of downloads from people who deleted the app previously or churned off. So the links were, you know, a lot of downloads were tracked, but then also, you know, a lot of people who had didn't hadn't needed to download the app, but lots of trials came through and then like a super high, you know, late fifties, early like late fifties, sixties percent conversion rate from trial to paid. That's amazing. Hey, one thing I wanted to ask you, I believe email marketing is so overlooked by app developers, but what kind of tech stack did you have to do all these things? For the, uh, firstly, I agree 100%. Like email is not dead. Like they're trying to kill email and it's still not dead. Like if email is done well, it's, it's super, super powerful. Um, and so is any kind of comms really, um, where it's, where it's providing value. A lot of you know the biggest problems is that this that the comms that a lot of companies send or a lot of brands send isn't actually providing value um you know it's just like mm. sales 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 um but the tech stack specifically that we were using at that point was mixpanel before they depreciated um their comms features but yeah we sent everything out through mixpanel and then we also for our um we did some automation through mixpanel but then we did the rest of it through mandrill um mm. so yeah that's it, huh? That's crazy. So you knew like, hey, these people, were you segmenting? You did say something about like, if they activated a trial, then you would, within Mixpanel, you'll know they'd activate a trial and then you would have them exactly. do some. Email. Yeah, wow. exactly. It was all sent through Mixpanel. And the way that we did it was like, you can track clicks. Well, you could track clicks in Mixpanel. So anyone who clicked on the button went into an audience and then that audience was sent to you. You can do this through any, pretty much any email client, but then those people were contacted and then because in Mixpanel you can see like what which engagements happened based on that email but you can also do that in you know amplitude or anything that you integrate your mail client with you can see exactly which emails had how many clicks how many installs how many you know any kind of post install events as well so it was really cool the hand motions really do help too uh, <laughs> don't, don't, don't think that they go underappreciated okay <laughs> Yeah, she says, Hannah, you're just making us wonder with all what you're saying. I'm like, what? Really? Yeah, is that possible? Like, I'm, I'm you know, gosh, I'm trying to be your voice too. You know, I'm like, no one. Yeah, I'm, yeah I, I love to share. So, yeah, no, it's a great insight. And I think you, I think you deserve this. You know, that's a standing note. Man. If you, if you don't Thank realize you. it, it's a visual of a standing note. Everybody's standing up. You are, you are standing. <laughs> yes. That is true. Uh, let's see what it's... Uh, okay, I didn't, I didn't miss any questions. That's awesome. Hey, if I can get to the nitty-gritty details, because I love that stuff too, and I love what you said with the third email being like, hey, it's from Hannah. I'm trying to get them to reply. One thing I want to just like confirm as well is like we have an email sequence that I use too, and 
one of the emails is like hit reply like just let me know what the hell is going on and people do reply and so i really love that but like are there any like were all the subject lines your trial is ending in x days like that's that's what no. that was the subject line okay absolutely not no <laughs> that would be not very sexy well, um it just said that like in the header actually like we had like a small piece of text in the header um when someone clicked in so it would be like logo, small piece of text, image, text underneath. Um, and yeah, it just, we, we like experimented a lot, obviously around subject lines, around content that was in the placement, the times, you know, um, and just everything in general is super important to just ex experiment, experiment, experiment. But yeah, we definitely didn't just have your trial is ending in five days because no one would open that. Um, it was like, here are the best, here are the best articles here are the best stories about xyz or you know mm. um the one from me said something like what's going on <laughs> kind of from yeah. Syria, you know yeah. from the subject line or you know just keeping it colloquial i mean you have to do it within your brand constraints like your brand voice constraints as well but for me like when i'm writing copy i follow like I don't know if anyone's read george orwell's book about writing copy but he writes about how you know essentially it translates to like if you wouldn't say it out loud why are you writing that like make it concise as possible and so all the copy I always write is like I would say this to someone and so I mean it's not full of likes and ums or anything like that but it's you know it's it's slightly colloquial it's <laughs> you know accessible it's approachable um because that's usually the brands I can I work with like have those kind of elements you know, within it, like, you know, more like a friend than a lecturer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, I like, I like what you just said too. Like I try to do, format all my emails into more rich text, just as if I was just sending you an email versus the mm -hmm. newsletter. Uh, one of the subject lines that worked really well for one of our clients was like, here's our most popular fill in the blank. And we mm -hmm. sent that the second day and we were trying to get people to work out more. And so we saw double the workout rate when we said, here's our most popular workout. And we just led with mm -hmm. that. And that was the only change. The content was still the same because he was talking about like benefits mm -hmm. and all that stuff. I was like, mm -hmm. here, most popular stuff. Mm -hmm. And then open rate increased exactly. and the workout increased too. Yeah, people love knowing what's popular. Actually, I was at a restaurant with Louis two days ago. And I was like asking the waiter, you know, what do you recommend? I've never been here. What do you recommend? You know, and what, what or if you don't recommend anything, what are the most popular things on the menu? Like, I want to know what's popular if it's my first time. Like, let me know where to get started. And I, and then I was thinking, because I think I relate everything back to marketing. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, what is the most popular? Like, that's, that's an interesting segue, you know. And I do think about that, but I hadn't applied it to restaurants before. And yeah, anyway, that's my thought. Uh, all right blue shift says hannah how do you find people how do you find people to research design marketing decisions except asking people on the street my wife is tired to get asked all the time by me so how can i get feedback can feedback be bought good question yeah feedback can be bought there's lots of websites um like user testing that do that you can pay for to get help you get feedback if you have any customers already like if you're if you're in like mvp and you haven't launched it's a little bit harder you're gonna have to just annoy your wife or your friends or whoever <laughs> to begin with um but you know and if you're part of any slack communities or anything like that you can just write in and say like hey can i borrow 
someone for five minutes I just want to show this happy to like contribute back when you need like I've done a bunch of that in the past and just shown someone like a landing page like a five second landing page what does this mean <laughs> online over zoom and got their opinion if you have customers at all like I would usually reach out to my customers so the majority of like what I like to focus on in the early stages of app development or even paywall development or anything like that is understanding not which when I speak to UX designers they're always talking about how someone uses the app but like what's actually more important for me is why someone uses the app so we can understand what language to use how we're how we're saying it what we're like where we're saying it and things like this because the, when we know why someone is using the app we're going to have a clearer kind of we're going to have a clearer picture of how to how to market to them but yeah you can use user testing you can even post on twitter you can go into facebook groups as well there are lots of facebook groups um for this kind of thing you know you, there's lots of tech facebook groups and things like that where people are always happy to help each other out um you know the leverage social media to find people if you haven't got any and then if you've got a user base reach out to them with like a rich text email saying like mail merge rich text them and just say like hey you know we want you we want your feedback on how to make our product better and make them feel really nice and warm and fuzzy and special yep i love that yeah and look blue shifter or yeah blue shifter facebook groups done just do do that if you really we we like this service a lot if you go to microworkers.com you can kind of just post your screenshots like what hannah said and like hey what do you think this app does hannah do you advise people to be like because i find that i get more responsive i go like a b c d or do you just try to leave it as open-ended as possible as in here are my different options which one is best yeah like if i'm gonna show like i'm gonna pick on on you a little bit but like so it's like all right here's here's, here's the screenshots like what do you think this app does and this is pretty clear like what this app does though yeah it's that's a a bit of a complicated one because it really depends on what i'm trying to achieve i don't use if i'm out going if i'm going out on the streets <laughs> i don't show people multiple options because i don't want to cloud them i only show them one option and then i move right. on you know because if they've already been primed like they'll already have formed an opinion and i'll have some knowledge and then i show them something else like especially when you're doing comprehension tasks it's important just to show like one version for a few seconds and see how people consider it um mm -hmm. but then you know it, you might y usually i'm not showing multiple options to the same person actually to be honest um yeah I like it. I like it. all right we got another yes thank you all right you're welcome you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, A job well done. steve aren't you tired I think we're done. Yes. Aren't you tired of standing for so long? No, it's on. I do this at every, all my call dates. It's always standing. So I do get tired. I do, I do this. So I put my leg up on this couch right here, but that's a little I do. Yeah. I'm cross. Like I'm Lotus position right now on my, on my chair. Lotus position. Nice. I like it. And anything <laughs> else you want to cover before we go into the athletic? Yeah. I mean, just the other things are like, I, I mean, I would like to touch on just, retargeting so if someone is taking out a trial like another way to get people to convert is through retargeting so ad retargeting so you can set up some rules um even now still with your audiences in facebook even after you know the 2021 drama <laughs> with privacy you you know you can still set up rules which are you know if someone has taken out a trial someone hasn't opened a piece of content and then showing them you know one thing that we did with 
um, Uptime, uh, sorry, with Uptime, but also with Curio, was we took, we made carousels of like the most popular content and then delivered those to people with a deep link through to the app so people could click them and then be directly on the story that they, that they were interested in to try and get them to move along. You know, we decided, we defined what is our hard active rate. So if someone had done consumed X amount of content, they were hard active. We knew that they were less likely to churn. So it was all about getting people to that point. Um, and then the other thing I'd like to touch on is, bef before we go into that teardown, is algorithmically, it's really important that we show the most relevant content first. And I know that that sounds really complicated if we haven't, if, the, if someone has downloaded the app and they haven't, and they've taken out a trial and they haven't engaged yet, like, what, what do we show them? Like, how do we know what to show them to make, you know, to, to make it a success? But what we can do is look at what the other signals are that we have from them. Like, what time of day did they install? Like, you know, it was it like a 4 a.m.? You know, are they needing content about like sleeping? You know, are they, which country are they in? What's the most popular content in that country at the moment? And delivering this right at the beginning. And actually, when we started doing this, um, we saw dramatic uplifts in conversion too, because, and also just taking out trial rate and first con first piece of content viewed rate, because people were seeing stuff that felt relevant to them, even though it was just based on kind of generalizations based on geo. And we A-B tested this obviously, and we saw a like big, like 20% uplifts um, from doing this. So that can help too. That's my final thought. And now we can do a teardown. Well, we, we hopefully we'll do this again. We'll have Hannah back. We're going to break it down. There's other questions that I have for you as well. But let, let's let me just ask this because you said mixed panel. I love mixed panel. What are like the critical events that you should be charting? I just learned this new acronym, Anna Pi post install. Okay, like I'm I'm a dummy. Okay, <laughs> you know what? I use Pi, but I use Pi for push in app email, and I've been saying that for a long time. So I've been saying like. Even for like the last 10 years, I've been saying like, oh, we have to pie that. <laughs> you know, if it's like a high priority, you know, pie it, like push in app and email, like full kind of full distribution. Um, but pie post install events too. God, people love pie. I know. I love these acronyms. But <laughs> what are some what are some events that we should be targeting in Mixpanel? Like these are crucial. You're going to have to, these are the things that I want to always be focused on. Yeah. So, I mean, the very most important events are obviously first app open, which is like your proxy metric for install. And then you've got a sign up metric that you want to be tracking. And then you've got a trial metric you want to be tracking. And then you've got a paid metric you want to be tracking. And then some kind of content feed metric. But they're not the only metrics. And it's super important to keep that in mind that we should be tracking as much as possible and not as much as possible like don't overwhelm yourself but every single screen should be tracked every single button should be tracked because otherwise what happens is you go okay how many people clicked on the get started button from the onboarding you know oh we've got you know or rather like oh we've got 60 percent sign up rate where are these people dropping off? And then you're like, oh, I have no idea because I'm not tracking any of these onboarding screens. And what you'll see is like when you track all of these screens or you track on get started click or, you know, Xing on the bus on your subscription paywall, you're going to have a lot more of a richer story about where people are dropping off and what's happening because of this. Um, so like just try and track as much as possible there so that you can build out funnels and look at these drop-offs in Mixpanel or in Amplitude or in any of these kind of analytics tools. Um, but the most important ones are obviously just anything related to the kind of core 
user journey. Um, yeah. You know, this is you tear down my thing that I've been telling people like the KPIs I look at is install like your first open to paywall mm-hmm. view. I want to you know track every screen in between because I want to make sure at least 90% are seeing the, the paywall and then paywall to trial and then trial the sub. These are mm-hmm. averages that I found. Anna, like, do you want to say no, Steve, 20% is crappy. Yo, <laughs> I'm getting 40, 50% over here. Is there anything you're like, no, like let's change, adjust these numbers. Um, no, I think these look pretty accurate. Um, 90% of install to paywall. If you haven't got a sign up in there, I think that sounds, I mean, if you work towards 90%, that's great. If you haven't got a sign up and it's just paywall first open, obviously that should be a hundred percent. Um, yeah. but yeah, it depends on your product and everything, but then paywall to trial. I've spoken to some companies who have like a install to paying of like so low, like 1%. And mm. like 0.5% even, but you know, if you're having a 10% paywall to trial and then 40% sub, you know, you're at least already at what's that two and a half percent. Um, yeah. whenever we're thinking about like benchmarking for Apple, like for content apps, like a best in class install to paying would be like eight, eight, nine percent, like wow. that's some of their best, eight, nine, ten percent. Um, for content apps and then low would be like two percent and like a mid-range would be like five six percent like good would be like five six percent so yeah that ties into this i love it all right we'll have rebecca hopefully she says yes i'll ask we'll see what happens that's nice (laughs) (laughs) that's nicely put on the charm all right let's take into sod's here he's here i said it's like sod who do you want i'm like i'm gonna pick hannah for you or is that we we were able to work together and so sod app let me pull it up real quick boom 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 so sod wants feedback on ui ease of use and understanding the app concept and I won't tell you what else. Did you check out the app? You already did check out the app, right? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I checked out the app. I downloaded it. Created an account. I wanted to do that trick that you said, but I guess you're what the app is all about. But <laughs> okay. based on these screenshots, Hannah, on the streets, what do you think this app does? So, but, yeah, good question. So um, I did have some thoughts on this when I was looking at it. But the best and invoicing and inventory app you will ever use. So what this isn't telling, I don't know how critical you want me to be here. Um, so I'll just be medium. Hey. <laughs> I'll be medium. Up to you. Hey. Um, I'm the, I yeah. I mean, I I don't know what that means. Like that first screen. I'm like, what mm. does it actually do? Like the best it will ever use. That's giving me like, oh, the best coffee in the whole of the UK vibes. Like, who said that? What's the credits behind this? Like, I but I'm also like not clear about it. And then invoices mm-hmm. and estimates maker. I still am not like 100% sure what it does. I'm like looking through that and going, okay, I can make an invoice. Tumbleweed. And then create invoices and estimates in seconds. Um, (laughs) This one is actually telling me now uh, what we want to know. So here I would probably use this language right at the beginning if this is the main feature, creates invoices and estimates in a second, get notified when your invoice is seen or paid. This kind of messaging now is telling me what I need to know. 
So I would pr promote some of this copy right to the beginning um, because these are very clear now. One tap to convert estimates to invoices. Mm, I don't, I'm not 100% on that one, but easily send invoice reminders, track and pay taxes, great. Um, and then the only thing I would add with the screenshots is that they're um, very small. So like, it's really hard to kind of get any value from these. So even if you're like on your mobile phone and it's much closer to you, I would probably make the text a little bit bigger and then move the mobile, move the phone screenshot down a bit and then have it <clears throat> slightly bigger. So it's like filling more of the, filling more of the canvas. And then, um, and then that would let you like get a bit closer and then even like kind of artificially inflate some of what those things are um so that people can really see it because i'm not 100 percent sure and then i like the i like the last um social proofing element but i do think that when we're thinking about social proofing and quotes um i'm very thankful and happy that i discovered this app as it's life-changing that is kind of useless um for a customer to read um because it's not tapping into what it's actually helping them achieve so i'm a freelance online business manager and this app helped me look like a real professional when sending invoices to my clients that bit is the valuable bit so i would probably even remove that first bit that's in white <clears throat> just make that blue bit Ooh, that's just i gave you a point yeah um and then increase that the size of the blue bit so that we can like really pull through what value this is providing yeah. love it yeah, I think blue makes it harder to read. You know, like, blue makes it a little change. bit harder to read. Yeah. yeah, don't change the the color. It's odd. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anything else? Um, I actually liked like the language that's being used throughout this. I liked if you scroll down to the "What's New" section. I liked that it wasn't just bug fixes or whatever. Like it, it, it had a little kind of it had a little bit of an attitude in there, like. It has fresh new invoicing templates. We hope you like it as much as I as we do. Like I quite like that. I love using the what's new section for like value add um, mm. because this is something that people share a lot. Like with previous companies I've worked at, like this what's new section that we write gets shared quite a lot because we we like write something funny and provide value here, and that's like really nice for like extra eyeballs. So, you know, already loving the app, Reuters. I do like including that there. That's really nice. It feel, I love this kind of what's new. I think you can make it a little bit spicier, but I think it's, it's pretty good. And then I, I did like um, the description as well. I think that that's pretty well written and formatted. Exclamation marks actually um, reduce trust in a brand. So I'd remove some exclamation marks a little bit because there's a few, but... Otherwise, I think it's, the description's really good. Yeah. I thought it was Yelp that used to do like this fun stuff in the what's new section. That was all like jokey and fun. But I, I like what you said. Like use the what's mm -hmm. you to, yeah, mm -hmm. really pump it up. Yeah, 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 okay. for sure. Should we get into the app? Would love to. Let's do it. Oh, what a transition. Love it. So this bit here. I'm hoping this is signed out like we're not. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so here again, you've got, an, whenever we're talking about money, we have to be, don't click on anything, please. Whenever we're talking about, uh, whenever we're, whenever we're talking about money, we have to be like really, really trustworthy. Um, 
So just having that exclamation mark there on start for free already makes it look like less of a real, like authentic, trustworthy business um, psychologically. So I would remove that. And then also just the U the UI isn't like, it doesn't feel native um, to, to, the, to the iOS really. So like everything's like super enlarged. I'm not used to like copy being this big. Whenever I downloaded it, I was like, have I was like, did I forget that I increased the size of my font? Like I, I thought that for a second and then I like went out of the app and I was like, oh no, I didn't. Um, but the, the the messaging is just really, really big um, and I don't think it needs to be that big. Um, but invoice and estimates maker, I don't really know if maker is a kind of normal term like within the industry here, but it, it's not very clear to me what what the maker is thing like the, the word maker, like I think there could be a better word there. Um, accept credit cards, inventory management, multiple users and businesses, orders and receipts. I think that's all great and very clear. But I think that like probably you've downloaded some apps before and you've seen like a nice carousel that people can swipe through. I think a nice carousel here would be good to have like with those four options for people to swipe through and see a bit more convincing or, you know, talking about like what are the reasons to actually buy this and use this like how is this helping them you know what is it you know that quote before said it helped me look professional you know can we throw in some bits like this here like look more professional da, 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 da. okay also the reason I said don't click on anything is because a push notification uh request popped up and that um asking for push notifications that early isn't super effective because people are going through this onboarding they don't know what the app is. Now you're asking them to opt in for something. So it's like, I remember I worked with an old CTO um, at Curia. He was amazing. And he would always say, it's like trying to take someone home before you've even had a date with them. And like when you're asking for the push notifications that early, it's like you've not even got acquainted with them. Like, let's get familiar with each other before you're asking them for this kind of invasive access. Um, and the other thing to note with that push notification request is that when you're asking for push notifications you can only ask once at all so if someone presses don't allow then you haven't got the opportunity to do that again unless someone deletes and reinstalls and so what you'll see with most apps is that they'll have a custom um, request first that will say like hey do you want to stay up to date or like stay in the know or whatever and then they will, and then it will say like, yes, or maybe later. And then if someone presses maybe later, we don't show them the system pop up, but if they press yes, then we show them the system pop up. And this means that if they press maybe later, we can ask them again, which is helpful. Um, so I would move, sorry, go on. No, go ahead. I was gonna say that that's everything I've got to say on here. You could press start. Okay, start. I, I didn't wanna Are we over? on something. <laughs> Yeah. We are over, but it's okay. <laughs> as long as you're good, <laughs> I'm good too. The what's another 30 minutes after you've done four hours? The so what we noticed was somebody in our audience actually did an A B test with like doing what you said. And because I, I was thinking B the whole time, but he saw a 4.8 increase. Now I agree with you, it's too early, it shouldn't be the first screen, but I have mm. been pushing more people towards just popping it up versus this. He I've seen the gave opposite. Me this, um Really? Is that a four point eight percent increase in in opt-in? Yeah. Because what it could be as well was that the modal here was just had an exclamation mark on it or something like that. Or, you know, it didn't have a maybe later. It could have been the modal itself, like this mm. pop-up here, that wasn't mm. working, that was mm. like hindering them. So I wouldn't say that, you know, 
that that one is the other one is 4.8x increase yeah i mean that's what probably because it has an x on it and no one was like and everyone was like no x because when you see an x automatically people are just going to press that x x's are like x's are like finger candy they're like x on everything so like i probably think that that's the x that did that and also it says Mm. enable notifications so Uh i know we're doing a second teardown now but like i wouldn't write enable notifications because that's not very sexy language there either so stay up to date yeah yeah okay that's a Great example. I love it. I'm glad I brought this up. <laughs> you too. <laughs> I love what you okay. said about that solution mark on this business thing, Anna, by the way. It's like, oh yeah, I get it. Like that actually makes sense when you said when you said that loud. It was not the first mm-hmm. thing that I thought about. I was at this yeah. page, but it's also <laughs> um sign up and start creating invoices for your business. That sign up page. Oh I mean I don't mind. I, I can just tear everything down, but I think that that sign up flow is fine fine <laughs> um this one um obviously when we're looking at this it's kind of consistent with what i was saying for the first uh onboarding screen so there's an exclamation mark here like why are you shouting at me and then the middle one and the last one um i think it would even like the small change of like maybe it's a bug but like centering that copy on there would make a big impact like the save 30 percent and super okay. saver because it looks like it's a bit buggy And again, if you are creating something that people have to, like, that it's related to money, it needs to feel premium because people are trusting you. So, like, if it's, you know, here after credit card, there's a space before debit card, things like this that are, like, really quick fixes that could, you know, make a big big difference. Like, center, remove exclamation mark, remove that space, like, reduce some font size. I think, like, doing some very quick, like, very quick changes would make this page like convert a lot better and then i think also i'm a bit confused about all the unlimiteds too unlimited three-day free trial unlimited seven-day free trial unlimited lifetime access so that's not consistent either like unlimited trial unlimited access um i would also remove a free trial from a monthly because we want to move towards like annual recurring revenue um but yeah, I don't think you need to say unlimited either. It's kind of like when you say 3 a.m. in the morning or something, like you don't need to say that. Um, can you scroll down? Okay, with the button start free trial um, as mm-hmm. well. With that, I would probably include like the link there so that people know exactly what they're pressing because a lot of the time people don't like read anything. Um, so like if you can just reiterate to them like start your seven day free trial actually start your seven day free trial is the best converting copy i've seen on that button um and then this is like a lot i know that we're loving um long (laughs) trial like subscription paywalls at the moment but this is like quite long huh yeah i said feel free to disagree with what? No, I know. I mean, I've seen the nice. success, but I do feel like this is quite long. Um, but it could also be just because of the size of the button. And, you know, I think also at the top, um, this header, orange section, like, is yeah. using real estate very well. So I think there's just, like, yeah. better use of real estate on the page um, as well. I think the top, I think the content in the top is great. 
you know, it, I think it just needs a little bit of refining and like some very small changes. And then I think that that would convert a lot better. Yeah. The content isn't the problem. Like the content isn't like a problem at all. Like I think like w what's written and like it, for the most part is really great. Um, I haven't read the reviews, but I like having a, a table like this too. That's quite nice. Mm -hmm. um, but another thing is like you always want to make the basic version look as bad as possible. So just always make sure that you're trying to do that. Yeah, I agree. And I hate this button like with the passion like the blue on the orange just looks horrible just keep it white yeah. sod like why are you doing this like if there's a one page and you don't need to really say that up. like you don't need to say choose tabs to start super easy to cancel either like it's just adding extra confusion like start your seven day free trial or start your free trial something like that would be like a lot more convincing back to you steve no, I am on my... you. no it's okay that's what it's all about <laughs> i am you my seven plus so just keep that in mind as you're looking at this i'm not looking at you know i don't have that fancy iphone that i'm using but anyways that's what i would do i mean focus on the onboarding those initial screens i mean really if we did nothing else with this app sod look at the onboarding look at the paywall and just optimize those and mm -hmm. there's already a market for this like people want this so i think people, honestly yeah. UI, ui ux refresh would do wonders for you yeah I think the content's there. It just needs a little bit of tidying and sprucing yeah. up, and then it will, and then it will be a lot more convincing. Great, great. Especially for an app like that is B two B. Like you need it to look cool, feel cool, and help. And if you just did that, you know, the timeline, shoot, just go with that. I think you know that's what I say. Like if you don't want to go long, just do the timeline. We've mm -hmm. seen good results with the timeline. But yeah, don't let mm -hmm. the X hover. Like I mean, come on. You're like, hey X. You know, like if I see an X. And we've done this, and like sometimes if you load the X three seconds later, like you know those ads that you might mm -hmm. get on games, it does convert better. If you want to be that tricky, it's up to you. But yeah. I'm with you. Like when I see an X, I'm looking. I'm when I'm watching an ad, I'm like, where's the freaking X? <laughs> Let's yeah. go. I know you're just like, uh, your fingers hovering, waiting for it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right, like Anything else? Wanna look at um, from from those sections, I think. For the bits that we've already looked at, I think that's enough. But then from here, yeah, I think I think you know the main thing is that are you are you using an iPhone? Did you say? Yeah. It's not, okay. It's cool. an iPhone. Um. Yeah. Of course. So I I would just make some of the UI like feel a bit more native, so it doesn't feel like you're kind of going into a different world. I mean, maybe that's the experience you want to create. Like, but I would try and make it feel a bit more native. Like, use. You know, like when you go to, um, you know, your, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a screen in your phone. Like when you go to your settings, it says settings at the top. And like, you know, it's in a specific font and things like that. And like Apple likes that too. Like Apple likes everything to feel native to them. Um, you know, at, you know, right there, right at the very top, I mean, like it's got this settings and it's like formatted like this and what you'll see is like a lot of apps will copy this like to make it feel native to make it feel like a seamless experience and obviously you can like put your own spins on things and stuff but it's good to kind of make things feel like a native app um and apple like that too so yeah i like it yeah i like it cool and then cool. you know like to your with to your point about email, like what's that first interaction you want to it said create business, which automatically took me there. So if that is, you know, start an email campaign, add mm -hmm. add your business. 
here's how simple it is. And we've seen pretty good results with just adding a, like a stupid, like little tutorial that just says this screen, this screen, this screen, make it how easy it is for them to do mm-hmm. this next thing to make them more engaged yeah. within your Add in tool tips, like let people know where they should be navigating. I love that checklist. I love a checklist. <laughs> um, so, I, yeah, I'm into that. Like that makes people feel like a little dopamine hit every single time they come into your app and do something, which gets them like hooked. So, like, I love a checklist. Um, you know, I think the app is good. I think it just needs a little bit of a UI refresh and it will make a big, big difference. And I think you interest you've seen on like second open stuff because i've been talking about like second opens being a pretty big opportunity because you know not a lot of people open the sec set the second time most people open an app mm-hmm. and then leave mm-hmm. forever for sure forever any interesting strategies you've seen on a second open um second open i mean it depends on whether they've engaged with anything on the first open or not so second open um you know if they haven't engaged with if they've just if they've created an account and they're coming back and they can like see the content and things like that, you know, I would deliver some tool tips, tell them where to navigate to. Maybe I'd put an in-app message to get them to like stick around a little bit longer so that they can like read a little bit, you know, recommend something like let that in-app message say like, we recommend you do this, not that language, but like, we recommend you do this, you know, go here, click it, take it to somewhere, like guide people through as much as possible. Like if there's something that they need to do, like guide them there, like make it as easy as possible for them to go to go through and like get set up and remove as much whenever they've like created the account, like remove as much friction as possible to get them to the point where they're hard active, um, where hard active is like the number of times someone's done like a core action, like and after after a certain amount of time, number of times that they've done that, then they'll be less likely to churn. So that could, that's like Facebook's seven friends 10 friends in seven days and things like this you know what what do we do to get people there and how do we direct people there as much as possible headway is a really interesting one because when you download that app for the first time they have like 500 million different prices that they deliver you like within that first experience like you download it and then they're like here's 20 percent off and then you click off it and then immediately it's like here's 30 percent off and then you go into the settings and it's like here's 70 percent off and you're like i don't even know what price this is so then you go on a, like a hunt to find like the lowest price and then you subscribe because you're like oh i found this like low price now see so yeah, yeah it's pretty I interesting think- like every open after second open headway hits me with that pop-up I just every open yeah even if, open. I think if you like reduce it even if you don't force close it and come back to it I think it does it then too yeah but, yeah it'll pop up just wait for it without fail mm-hmm. and then yeah. press open and then minimize this and then click on at the bottom gift for you like they have that always present you know that's yeah. the thing. and then if you go into your profile okay um Oh, you're not signed just, in, but maybe go to the settings. I think there's like a manage subscription section somewhere, like that cog in the top right. Okay. Um, maybe I have yeah, to be you, signed in. Yeah, maybe. If you just press unlock full up access, let's see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they do it here too. They, they do that with the reading. So like if you mm-hmm. try to read one of the locked books, Agreed. Yeah. So you saw there, like we we pressed on a button 
and then we got this and then we clicked on something else and then we got 70% off. So they're just like inundating yeah. you. Like they make it an unusable product basically until you subscribe and they just like keep reducing the price and reducing the price uh, until, until you're like, like fine. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's clever. They're smashing it. So I know. I'm like, I like it. I mean, if you're going to be aggressive, at least be clever about it and just like, Inundate, exactly uh, inundate. and they're being cute about it as well they're like look at right. these cute pictures so we have a free gift for you we have a free yeah. gift all right yeah. let's like, see they know they're being pushy but they're at least they're being cute so. <laughs> that's all that matters right <laughs> in the end <laughs> thanks hannah and steve you're welcome Saad. thank you for taking all their critical feedback and then thanks for all the tips dennis says can i really build an empire i got seven years of ios dev experience i can do anything but I just don't believe you can make money on app stores. Um, I mean, you can definitely, there's definitely a lot of money to be made on the app store. Um, so I think, you know, like, um, like Anya, who was talking previously, Anya was working on her own. She got a developer to, you know, a student developer to help build the app, you know. So I think it's, she's got over 2 million downloads. I think it's definitely possible to build an empire if you're doing it right and you understand your customer and so on. Um, and you're and you're filling a problem, like if you're creating a painkiller and not a vitamin, if you've heard that analogy before. But if you're really like killing someone's pain and, you know, you're staying top of mind, then I think, yeah, absolutely. Anyone can build an empire if they, if they, if they have the right angle. Um, yeah, if you get the I, right mm -hmm. I completely agree. I think there's still a lot of opportunity, Dennis. Look, I'm going to try to create some material around this. Personally, we've already, you know, we purchased an app with a business partner and we went from a thousand to 10,000, didn't add new features, just paywall optimization, increase in price. A lot of the things that Hannah talked about too, we did it right like that. And now we're going to put a case study like, Hey, if I had to build an app, here's the step-by-step -step way we would, we would do it. And the, the quickest way to get to your first 1000, right? I think it's a attainable number. And so I'm trying to build up those case studies. This one's easy because if you think about the funnel, it's like downloads, trial activations, you know, trial to subs. That's all you got to think about. So we, we solved the download problem. We bought an app. It was mm -hmm. getting go to organics, we bought it and then just optimized mm -hmm. the trial and increased the price. So definitely mm -hmm. possible. It's just don't just come like for me and I like, and I agree with you with the, the painkiller. I like to focus on these are painkiller apps. That's mm -hmm. where I know I'll get the super high trial to install the trial, the trial, the subs, because I'm providing a painkiller versus like 100%. You know, vitamin. Mm -hmm. Love, it. Love it. What's in, it is anything else you want to cover before I do some plugs for you? <laughs> I think that's everything for now, but you can plug away. <laughs> I just was about to say bye. We're like, no, 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 wait, wait, one more, one more, one more, one more. All right. One more. Do you think paid apps games make sense today? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, you know, there's different ways of monetizing them. And I think that, you know, with some of the changes that have happened recently, you can also, you know, monetize outside of the app store too. You know, you can link out, like monetize through your site. You know, I'm working with some companies who do all of the payments through their website and then, you know, you download the app in the store, and you know, so there's lots of different ways to think about it. But yeah, I think absolutely, as long as, again, it's the right app or it's the right game and, you know, you're, and you're positioning it in the right way and you know your audience, and, you know, and you know what you're trying to help them with. So, Absolutely. Dennis, just say subscribe, bro. That's it. It's that simple. We'll come up with content. I'll break it down for you. All right. How do you feel about today's subscription flood? So every app tries to sell a subscription. People in my app 
are happy about one-time purchases, but obviously subs are nicer for cash flow. So moral dilemma here. I guess it depends on what the product is. Like I've seen some products charging for a subscription and you're like, why are you charging me for a subscription to like turn my face into an emoji or whatever? Like it just doesn't make sense. Like let me just pay up front like $4.99 and I'll do it. Um, but I think it depends. Again, I know this is very non-committal, but it depends on the product. It depends on what you're offering. It depends on what people are saying. If it feels like to everyone that they want one-time purchase, if everyone is saying it's a one-time purchase product and you're not getting any subscriptions come through, then maybe that's something you should think about. But if it's you know a content offering or if you've got you know you, your your monetization channel, like your monetization you know route is chosen for you, it's like it's like the one chooses the wizard you know your monetization route chooses you you don't choose it so you know you it might be that i don't know what, what your app is but like it might be that you it is a one-time purchase product rather than a sub product and that's why people are complaining but i think that you know I don't there is a lot of, yeah exactly all right kago one last question <laughs> i have a digital magazine app how can i increase downloads I like that the first bit is a question as well. It was like, I have a digital magazine app. <laughs> but um, how can you increase downloads? There's so many ways you can increase downloads. Um, if it's digital magazine app, you know, probably you've got, and I know I'm taking it offline, but like, you know, you can do, there's probably a big SEO opportunity around there. So you can like find people and direct them to your site. Um, you can probably create lots of content and surface a lot of that on your site. Mm -hmm. There's probably a big opportunity around organic social. There's probably a big opportunity around influencers for this kind of thing. And there's also, you know, it, I mean, it's super consumer, right? So there's probably a big opportunity around like organic social on TikTok, like getting people to talk about that they're using this, going organic, putting a little bit money, a little bit of money behind boosting your organic posts and so on. So it depends on your budget. Um, probably, you know, you might want to do, if it's digital magazine app, you probably want to do some like ASA app store ads. And then, you know, people who are searching for specific magazines, that will be super targeted. Then you can do some custom product pages based on which magazines you have. And then I would do some, probably some TikTok or something. But again, it depends on what magazines. So. Yeah. Find the community. I mean, that's what I did when I first launched the podcast 10 years ago, find the community where they were. And I'm like, Hey, look, I interviewed some, you know, big name person. And then I was like, I would love for you to just check it out. You can put new free content. Like, Hey, we have a digital magazine. Here's this month issue for free for all this community. Check it out. Let me know what you think. Try to engage with the community. It's a lot of hustle. Okay. Go. That's all it is. And I said, go to the streets, man. She went to the streets and talked to them and said, Hey, what do you think this app does? It's a lot of hustle. Mm -hmm. All right, Hannah. We've done it. Sweet. Once again, it is aperture.london. She's being hush hush, uh -huh. but she knows her stuff. It is aperture.london. Or if you want to connect with her, her LinkedIn profile is linked up into the YouTube description as well. Mm -hmm. Hannah, if the audience wants to connect with you in any other way, do you want to send them anywhere else? Absolutely. My email address is just Hannah. H-A-N-N-A-H at aperture.london. So feel free to email me, um, you know, with anything that you like, um, you know, memes, anything, thoughts, feelings. <laughs> and then you can also, yeah, I love a meme. And then you can also um, add me on LinkedIn. I'd love to hear from you all on LinkedIn. Uh, it's just Hannah Parvaz. I'm the only one. Um, you can also go on my website if you like. You can just type my name into Google and I'm pretty discoverable because I'm the only one with my name. So yeah. Should we Google you? Let's see what comes up. Are you scared? Sure. No. I'm gonna figure out how you see spell your last name properly. 
P-A-R-V-A-Z. Never done a Google. My, my Google's. Oh, there you go. There I've, you go. I've oh, never done a Google. Yeah. I've never done a Google search on my name. <laughs> uh, look at that. Awesome. Well, there you go. That easy. Look, you can connect with her anywhere. Like all the social media mm-hmm. profiles come up when yep. you Google her. And- <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Dad Joe Hannah, you have one? Oh, I have a favorite dad joke, which is why why did the baker Yeah, of course. I've got loads of favorite dad jokes. I love a dad joke. So okay, (laughs) Steve. I'll tell you three. Okay. Why did the baker have smelly hands? Why? Because he needed a poo. (laughs) Okay, next one. (laughs) Next one. Next one. The next the next two are like part of the same thing. Who is the coolest guy at the hospital? Who? Are you gonna guess? Oh, you want me to guess? You know, it's like yeah. I'm glad jokes. Like you're not supposed to guess. I'm not trying to. <laughs> no, okay, 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 okay. Who is the coolest guy at the hospital? The dead one. There, that's my guess. <laughs> the, the ultrasound guy. <laughs> <laughs> and who is the coolest guy when the ultrasound guy is away? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> the hip replacement guy. <laughs> Those are good. Ones. I really like the name and the poo. <laughs> there you go, Ricardo. My dad jokes. <laughs> not entertained. Whoa, almost hit this. <laughs> All right, guys. Look, it's coming on four or five hours for me. Standing, no pee break. Just coming on. This was the Indie Heroes Virtual Boot Camp, brought to you by Mobile Action Singular blue throne and thank you to all my great guests that have come throughout the day hannah thank you so much for coming off you ended it strong that's why i put you last so thank you so much (laughs) thank you thank you thank you for having me so nice to chat work i won thank you um i didn't know it was a competition but i'm always trying to win (laughs) and thank you for watching and thank you for all your questions and you know reach out to me anywhere i'd love to hear from you so awesome all right guys and stick around guys thank you guys for watching we'll put this on replay i apologize for the technical difficulties we had there's a part one so if you want to catch the first hour or so it is on part one i'll link that up and i'll tell my team all about it but thank you guys so much for being here i appreciate you have a great day next tired of overpaying for app store optimization get unlimited aso and app marketing support to increase your keyword rankings, downloads, and more importantly, your revenue. Learn more at asomasters.com. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.